Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Rap Podcast here on YouTube or anywhere you listen to your podcast. This is JP Bonilla, and here is my co-host, Javi. Thank you for tuning in to our fifth episode. Yeah, another another episode, another week, another dollar. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, First, thank you to everyone who watched our video on Monday, that short meme we made of Zach Wilson. 14,000 views, the highest viewed uh, video on our channel, which is amazing. Nice. Like, wow, <laughs> I did not expect it to blow thank up you. like that. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you to uh, the brand new subscribers here. Uh, we appreciate y'all. You know, it's it's really cool to have that. Yes, absolutely. Tell everyone, your family, your friends, aunts, uncles, tell them all. Tell them all. Real oh, Rap yeah. Podcast. Real <laughs> Rap Podcast, Real Rap Wrestling, uh, and whatever smaller videos we make in the future, which those are coming. Those are coming. Uh, but anyways, we got a lot to talk about today. Um Javi, I know you had some views that you wanted to share on the creator, Um, if you want to do that first. Yeah, we'll definitely dive into it. Yeah, so I finally saw the creator yesterday, and I know for a while we've kind of been talking about it on our show. Uh, I finally got, a, uh, finally got around to seeing it yesterday. So yeah, overall, I think it was a solid movie. I mean, not like the best movie of the year, but overall I thought it was pretty solid. Definitely, I really like the story with the world and artificial intelligence, because that's something that could possibly happen, you know, with AI yeah. just growing so big in the world and all that jazz, you know, it definitely is cool and interesting to see that take of it. And really I, you know, how the film starts out is that it shows kind of the news of how machines, robots have been kind of been taking over as jobs for people's jobs of becoming servants, servers, you know, helping out people and things like that and taking, you know, humans jobs. And every time we see a movie about AI, typically AI is in a way kind of either misunderstood or kind of categorized as the villain trying to take over the world. But it's definitely an interesting take. And I thought the film, it definitely has a lot of interesting points and ideas. And the cast is pretty good here. I mean, John David Washington, I think he carries the film pretty well. As the, as the lead character, Joshua, uh, is basically on the search to find his his wife, Maya, and then he comes across a young girl who was kind of categorized to be sort of like a weapon, you know, and the, the little girl in the movie, I forgot her name, but I thought she did a really good, a really good job on it. Her name, let me just see if I could look her up real quick on the letterbox. Yeah, I kind of um, forgot her name. Oh. Yeah, she was, she was really good in the oh, movie. Yeah. She... She definitely was good for a child actor too. And it's, mm. you know, sometimes child actors, I mean, you got to give them credit either way, but yeah. sometimes they could tend to go over the top. And I think she did a pretty good job. And her character was a little kid, basically, you know, like eight, nine, 10, that the oldest. But overall, I mean, I think she did a solid job and she worked well with John David Washington, who's basically, he's been acting for quite some time now, you know? Yeah. This is like one of his, uh, since, since like 2018. Black Klansman was his breakout role, but yeah. I think before Black Klansman, he was doing a show. He was on Ballers. Yes. Yeah. I remember so that So the young girl is Madeline Yona, Yona Valeras. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, but she was Alfie. Alfie, Alfie that was her what, name. I yeah. it was with an A. Alfie, that was her name. And overall, yeah, she did a, she did a good job mm -hmm. uh, as Alfie, definitely, in a way, kind of in a way like a father-daughter dynamic. And here's a little spoiler, but basically, in a way, she kind of is his yeah. daughter, basically. But yeah, uh, definitely good CGI. I know you and Brand talked about that last week. Yeah. Very good CGI. The futuristic scene, how they made Los Angeles look in the future, very cool. Definitely, the action scenes were pr pretty solid, not too over the top. Not too light either. You know, mm -hmm. some decent action scenes, a couple cool shootouts, some explosions. What's sci-fi without some action? And overall, yeah, I mean, I think the messages and the themes are important to look at, you know, in artificial intelligence these days. And I think that it's, you know, it's a decent movie. It's definitely a movie that's worth a watch, especially if you like movies that deal a lot with machines. Like if you like films like Terminator or Blade Runner or AI, artificial intelligence, I think that you'll definitely enjoy this film. Uh, I, I think that, you know, it, it gets its point across. It has some stuff to back it up. Like I said, it's not the best film of the year, but definitely it's worth a watch, whether it be in theaters or at home. Uh, cause I know it's kind of, it's not doing the best in the box office, but definitely it is worth a watch though. It is definitely worth a viewing. Uh, and you know, I, I give it a, I give it a B. 
I think that overall it, it gets its point it get it gets its point across pretty well. And uh, it's ending too. It has a pretty powerful ending too, in a way too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I uh, I didn't love it, but uh, you know, I I, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed most of it. The only su- the only issue that I did have with it, and we talked about this too, was that in the beginning, it's just like it's like super dim and dark, so it's just like hard to see everything. And then with that, it's kind of hard to like engage in a little bit. But then soon, when he starts, when he comes across Alfie, I feel like that's when things start picking up. A little bit, but overall, I mean, n- not a bad flick. Definitely worth a watch, at least. Oh yeah, I sure. agree for sure. And uh, if you want to listen to me and Brand's view on the creator, be sure to click the link up there. I mean, I'm not pointing at anything, just the ceiling. But you know, for those who are listening on Spotify and everything, that's what I'm pointing at. But you know, if you're watching the video, click that uh, you know that tab up there <laughs> to watch uh, me and Brand talk about. It's uh 50 minutes. Uh, where we just go over spoilers and everything. So be sure to check that out. Um, pretty fun video that we made. Anyways, thank you for uh, you know sharing your thoughts on the creator. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, I totally agree. It was a it was a pretty good movie. Definitely recommend it. Um, and yeah, we'll see what else comes out because we got a lot of stuff to uh, check out soon. Um, yeah. I did check out The Exorcist Believer. I won't talk about it on this podcast because it's going to be a separate video. Uh, so be sure to check out for that too. Um. We're gonna do a uh, non-spoiler one um, because I think I want to do a spoiler one on next podcast, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I might just do two separate videos for it. But anyways, uh, that besides that, we got some entertainment news to talk about. If you guys are ready for that, because the first thing we got is some kind of sad news. Uh, Best Buy is gonna stop selling Blu-rays, Ultra 4K Blu-rays in 2024. Yeah. So what does the future hold for f- physical media? I because know. it's, it's kind of sad. Uh, it is. That's know? literally going to Best Buy was the only thing. Basically, the only reason why I went to Best Buy was just for the movies. Yeah. That's, I mean, once in a while, yeah, you might need a gadget here or there. But like 98% of the time when I walked into that store was for the Blu-rays. Yeah. <laughs> they, I remember they would have that big bucket too. You know, that bucket where you would have to dig your hand in. Yeah, it is disappointing because definitely physical media is really important. It's something we all kind of grew up with. And what I like about physical media is that, like, the film is always there for you. It never goes away. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could argue that, yeah, we got all these streaming services. Yeah, stream. But eventually those movies that are on those streaming services, they go away. They're not going to be there forever. Eventually they'll go away. They could be there for a couple of years, but eventually they'll disappear. And they can come back, and sometimes they don't come back. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's why I like owning certain movies. Because you could always return back to it whenever you want, not when they say it. And then also, too, another uh, plus about collecting physical media is that there's more to it. Like, after you watch the movie, okay, you can go look at some special features, behind the scenes, deleted scenes, all that jazz. So that's that's disappointing. It really is. And definitely, before the year is over, uh, hopefully Best Buy, they have a big sale because I'm definitely yeah. going to go there and do a little shopping uh, for that. But, yeah, I mean— Luckily, yeah, we've got a year. Um, yeah. So we, we still could go Best Buy and everything to uh, get some Ultra 4Ks and some regular Blu-rays. But, yeah, it's really sad. Uh, Walmart, I believe, is one of the only uh, retailers out there to be selling Blu-rays and Ultra 4K Blu-rays because um, Target, I'm pretty sure they stopped recently. Uh, I know, yeah, there's a bunch of other stores that stopped recently, I noticed too. that a lot, their collection has gotten a lot smaller, too, over the yes. years. Because I remember... Best Buy having a huge movie selection, oh, yeah. and now it's very narrow. The Newington one is pretty, pretty big, though. Pretty big, yeah, yeah. That is. I've been there a couple of times, yeah. I got a couple of Blu-rays from there. But the one up here by Corbin's Corner, by the mall up here, yeah, I was there not too long ago, actually. And, yeah, it was. I noticed their Blu-rays, it was, it was very smaller, a lot of shorter. Basically, the only things that they had were mainly new releases. Yes. And a couple of films, horror films, because it's, Halloween, you know, tis the season, uh, a couple of Disney films and that's about it. Yeah. Cause I noticed they've been getting really narrow before they had a huge selection. You can get basically any, just about almost any movie and same thing with target too. I remember a couple of years ago too, like seven, eight years ago, target too. They pretty, they had a pretty solid collection. Now their collection is very small too. Basically at target, the only thing you would see is basically just newer films. Yeah. Yeah. Even cause the target up here too, I I always look at the movie section and 
basically all you see is just recent movies, really. I mean, I think the the movie that they have that the that came out like almost two years ago was No Way Home. And that was 2021. And other than that, though, anything I think before 2021, they don't have. I think they just have 2021 above to now, you know? Yeah, so it's so. it gets very smaller. I wonder what it is. Is it that physical media is dying or is it just that, you know, maybe they're not selling the best in retailers, but online there's a market for it. I feel like yeah. there definitely is a market for it online because uh, I saw this other YouTube. I forgot his name, but I'll definitely... Uh, be sure to link it down below. But he made a very good point, a very good video where it feels like while these things maybe single the uh you know signal the end of physical media, maybe it's not because there's also a lot of 4K releases that come out through yeah. different you know different companies, and it might not be the worst time you know it might not be the worst time for uh physical media. It might actually just be getting better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. They just recently released the Truman Show. That it was the twentieth, twenty fifth anniversary on four K, and I think what was it like a year or a year and a half ago they released the twenty fifth anniversary of Scream on four K. So definitely, there's still there's still some there's still a audience for it, and I think that there's a lot of people who still collect physical media and love it. And now is basically really the time too. Yeah, because you know, the, so years from now, those movies they could be worth some money, and especially the big that, ones too. Not just that; it's also, I for anyone watching this video, I definitely recommend uh, buying physical media because Absolutely. the thing is, I get it; it's a little bit more expensive now than streaming, but in the mm -hmm. long run, I think it's a lot better. As you see, with certain streaming services, there are some shows and movies that aren't anymore. As uh, like Javi said, like Westworld was a pretty popular show on HBO. You can't find that anywhere besides Tubi on some uh, free channel that they have for uh, Warner Bros. But if you have the DVDs and Blu-rays, you could just watch that anywhere. Anywhere, wherever you want, no ads even. Because I know a lot of yeah. streaming services are getting into ads. And basically uh -huh. the point of streaming is to have no ads. Yep. So that's, yeah, I mean, physical media, I've always liked it growing up too because certain favorite movies, I would like to go back, rewatch them. And like I said, it's it's always there. You're you're in control of whenever you could watch that movie. Yeah. You want to watch it today, then a month from now, then a year from now. You know, a year from now it could be gone. Yeah, yeah. And you never know too, because sometimes they just disappear like that. Oh yeah. They, they go. You typically they they get rid of movies like at the end of the month to put the new stuff in, but sometimes they disappear like in the middle of the month, just randomly. You know, whenever they whenever they want to get rid of that movie, they get rid of it. Yeah. You know? Um, like. Basically, it's like, I think the best way to uh, put it, you know, it's as much as a Netflix subscription. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty pricey for Ultra 4K. But the thing is, you get to own the movie. If you subscribe to a streaming service, you're just getting a license to just stream the movie until they don't have it anymore. Yeah. Um, Whether it's because they just took it off for budget reasons or just because they don't have the rights to it anymore and it went to a different uh, streaming service. I... You know, I just think that physical is really important. I hope it doesn't go away soon. I know there's some concerns because uh, they stopped in Australia. I wonder if that's just more of a market thing more than anything. Yeah. I do notice from some graphs I've seen, DVD is still king, believe it or not. DVD is the worst quality of all the three, and it's yeah. still king. It's because low, yeah. It's the lowest, and I also think the problem is Blu-ray Blu does well. Yeah. Well, Ultra 4K Blu-ray, from what I noticed in that graph, it was very, it, w it was definitely was a lot more less than the other two than DVD and Blu-ray. Blu-ray, I know it had a very, very big advertising campaign in the beginning. You know, mm -hmm. as a kid, I would always see it before any of the DVDs, like in a Dark Knight DVD or the Incredible Hulk DVD. They always had promos for Blu-ray. You know, there was a lot of hype with Blu-ray. Also, what helped um, the PS3 yes. coming out definitely helped Blu-ray get to where it's at today. Yeah. Ultra 4K, I don't think it's ever had that. The advertising's not been there. And not just that, it's very pricey. It I is. mean, it's $500 for the best, uh, what's it called? The best Blu-ray player? Uh, Ultra 4K Blu-ray player. It's wow. really pricey. That's a lot. Yeah. And that's the thing. And not just that, also the Blu-rays itself are pricey. The 4K ones are just like, 
thirty dollars each. Yeah, sometimes. the new ones are yeah, yeah thirty forty bucks. I could see why people go towards DVD and Blu-ray because it's a lot more cheaper. It might not mm-hmm. be the best quality, but it does the job. Yeah, quite it does frankly. the job. It gets the you see the film. I mean, overall, I think Blu-ray quality is still very good. I mean, yeah. obviously comparing it to 4K, but and I think we had a discussion about this last yeah. time too. Certain movies look better on Blu-ray than they do on 4K. I think we talked about we this did. in one Blu-rays, of our shows. Yeah, Blu-rays are very, very good quality. Don't yeah. even don't you know? Don't get me wrong. Like they're very, very good quality. That's why you know it's important for those to be still existent. Yeah, um, and it's also just the best quality of of all of them. You know, streaming. Streaming might be tied with Blu-ray and Ultra 4K for certain movies, but there are some things where it's just really, really compressed. I know there's certain services, though, where it's uh, actually really good, like the Sony ones, uh, you know, on par with the Ultra 4K Blu-ray. But the thing is, they could easily take away that movie from you anytime, too, if you buy it digitally, because I had a copy of Logan for uh, PS, you know, on my PS4, Mm -hmm. and... I don't have it anymore. They took it away from me. Oh, wow. Yeah, same with uh, the True Detective episodes I've had. Um, yeah, they took all of that away from me. I don't have those anymore. So, yeah, no, it could be, like I said, it's, I, that's why I think physical is just so much more important to, you know, keep it going and everything because these streaming services that, you know, they just don't keep everything and they're pr- they get pretty pricey while for certain, you know, you could buy your Ultra K Blu-ray uh, it might be a little bit expensive at first, but hey, in the long run, it's going to be cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. And the, there's still a certain demand for it, too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, hey, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't think it's the best decision, to be honest, too. It's basically you're cutting out sales of something you can make money off. I mean, maybe they're not getting the best sales out of it. Yeah. But you still have people like, you and myself here, <laughs> who would occasionally, like I said, go into Best Buy. That was one of the main reasons why I would go in there. Look for movies if they have a good deal on a Blu-ray or 4K. You know, I'm going to pick it up and if it's a movie that I like, you know. Because I remember, too, they would have the, and we t- and I just mentioned this earlier, where they would have the, like, the $5 Blu-rays. They would have that big bin and you would just, like, basically have to dig yeah. through movies. And they had some, they had some reason, they had some pretty good choices there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see. But, I mean... But overall, though, I have been noticing a lot of stores, though, they've been narrowing down their yeah. uh, movie selection, which is unfortunate. I mean, the only one that kind of has a solid collection is Barnes & Noble. Really? Because they, yeah, so that. they... Gotta check that out. They typically, they don't really sell that much 4Ks, though. Mainly mm. it's Blu-ray, DVD, but yeah. they also have Criterion Collection. Ooh. Yeah, Criterion. Those are really pricey, mm. though. Those are for, like, the real, yeah. like, physical media collectors who like their stuff fancy because... Criterion Collection, you're paying, you're also paying for the artwork, you know, the cover, yeah. the design, the name. And, and I get it. And it's even, it's not even an inflation thing, too, because I know things are inflated and everything. Yeah. Even before that, it was really pricey. Like, yeah. It's just, I feel like the prices of these movies are killing it, you know. I get that they, I get it, this is the standard and it comes at a premium, but it is very, very, very pricey. I could see why, you know, the average consumer just doesn't go and buy some because, a streaming's more convenient, and B, why you know, paying thirty four dollars for a movie is really, really that's yeah, it's too much. It's a lot, yeah. It's it's way too much. Now I don't personally, I don't mind doing it because I, you know, I enjoy collecting, and it also depends. The thing is, I'm also like uh, picky on the movie um, Oppenheimer, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I will buy that on Ultra Four K. Oh yeah, same. Saw X, same here. Um, but you know, like there's certain movies where I just, even though I like them a lot, I'm not going to buy them on physical, uh, at least not ultra 4k physical. I mean, because it's really, really expensive. So I might just go buy the Blu-ray instead. Um, I probably won't buy the DVD cause like I said, you know, they won't, cool. it's yeah. not going to look good on my, you know, on a 4k TV. Cause yeah. I usually most of my, I use my PS5, which serves as my ultra 4k, ultra 4K. Blu-ray player. And, um, you know, and that's the job. It's missing one feature, but um, compared to regular actual uh, Ultra 4K Blu-ray players, but it does the job, and oh, it's just really, really sad to see uh, another retailer. But who knows? I don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're over exaggerating. You know, the death of physical media. Like I said, I think places like Amazon, and then you got your Ebay's and mm-hmm. yep. uh, all this stuff. Like I they think- still, you know, I think it's still in demand. Yeah, and then. For sure. 
also too local video stores too. A friend of mine, he told yes. me about the archive. Have you heard of the archive? I've heard of it. Oh man, the archive is this really <laughs> dope video spot. It's in uh where is it in? It's in uh now I'm blinking out on where it's at. Uh oh, I'm sorry, like literally <laughs> I just my brain just but the archive, they have it's a it's a local video shop. It's in Connecticut, but oh, I forgot where it's at. But they have definitely a good selection of movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, VHS tapes, records. So all that physical media stuff, they have it at the archive. And wow. it's just you can get a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, yeah. They, they, they definitely keep up to date. So shout out to the local video stores. Shout out to Goodwills too. too yeah. <laughs> because they got some good selections of Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah you got to support the Goodwills, local guys too. So. Yep. But yeah, I mean, definitely Br- uh, Bridgeport. That's where it is. It's mm. in Bridgeport. There it goes. It came back to me. But yeah, it's in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And the archive, yeah, I was there with my friend in May. And yeah, I mean, I picked up uh, I picked up a copy of 48 Hours on Blu-ray. They just have all different types of movies, uh, all different types of physical media. Like I said, it goes from 4K to VHS. Oh, it, yeah. it takes it all the way back. VHS, that's the VHS. one I collect. Yeah, you, yeah you're still collecting VHS. I got tapes. the Scorpion King yesterday. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, not the one of the awful CGI. The That was the Mummy Returns. Yeah, I do have yeah. the Mummy Returns, though, on VHS. Oh, you got the Mummy Returns? Weeks. Yeah. Nice, nice. So I have that and the Scorpion King now. Um, yeah, no, physical media collection is pretty pretty fun. Um, I definitely recommend collecting if that's something you guys are into. It's it's really, really fun. And definitely now's Crazy, the time. Too. It's yeah, a good time. Enough, but yeah, yeah, now's the time. To um, go to the next thing, though, which is related to this, um, Oppenheimer's digital release, uh, Blu-ray release, and Ultra 4K release will be set for November 21st, though. It's very close. Nice, um, about a month away. Yeah, over three hours of special features. Yes. Uh, you know, we love our special features yes. <laughs> and everything. Yes. So yeah, that's uh coming out within the next month, which is a great thing to hear. Yeah, right before uh, the holidays. Hopefully yeah. uh Black Friday they could have a nice they could have the movie on sale. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was reading about that and definitely excited because Oppenheimer is it's an amazing film, but there's a lot of history to know about it. And yes. it's good that they're having three hours worth of special features. Because then you could probably learn more about that history. Mm-hmm. Because with Oppenheimer, there's there's a lot of events that they talk about, and they talk about it quickly that you could just it could go over past your head. Oh yeah. And it's good to know a lot of the history. So I'm glad that they're doing that uh, with three hours. I mean, yeah, that's a long time for special features, but definitely if you want to really if you if you really enjoy the film and you want to learn more about the history, I think that's a I think that's a really good idea. I agree. Um, you know, for the Barb and Harmo people out there, I don't know when the Barbie one's coming out. I don't think they've announced anything. Yeah, I yet. see I see ads for it that I see the yeah. like the ads for it with the four K and Blu-ray. I'm probably sure probably, it, soon. probably soon, probably guesstimating here, probably by the either the end of this month or probably maybe around the same time that Oppenheimer, because they both yeah. came out the same day. Oh, That's yeah. how we got the trend Barbenheimer. Yeah. So and then um yeah. I know the Saw X one is actually coming out. Pretty soon. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Within okay. the, I know the digital one's coming out in the end of this month. Oh okay. Wow. So yeah, pretty pretty soon. Um, there's a couple of uh, companies that be doing that uh, lately. Even if the film's performing well in theaters, they're releasing the digital out early because it's uh it's making money for sure. So yeah. Now it's faster to see a yeah. movie. I mean, if it's like popular, like Barbie and Oppenheimer. I mean, yeah, it's gonna take its, it's time. Take and then same thing with Avatar too. I mean. It took a while for it to be streaming. Yeah. It took a while for it to go to physical media. Because like movies like Transformers yeah. like took a while. Like didn't take a while. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, Transformers TMNT took fast yeah. to get to streaming. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and <laughs> it it, overall it did pretty well too. Yeah. I mean, with the critics and yeah, I was surprised because it came out in August and it was already streaming by what early October, early yeah. October, late <laughs> like, September. Yeah, late September, early October. Yeah. yeah. So some of them come out really quick. Some of them, if they're really popular, they take its time because they still want to let it flow, you know, reel in some more cash probably. But yeah, I mean, now it's really quicker. I mean, a movie will be streaming or it could get on digital within like less than three months. Yeah. It'll be there in two months or even sooner. Perfect spot for director's cuts too. Yeah. There's definitely not an Oppenheimer director's cut, but I heard there's a Napoleon one coming out in maybe December, I think on Apple uh, TV plus. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Ridley Scott coming out. Confirmed that. That's actually the next piece of news. Uh, yeah, he confirmed a four-hour director's cut. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, he's going all out. You know, sadly, we're not going to get that one in theaters, which I guess might be fine. 
Uh, you know, I'm still going to watch the one that's in theaters, but I definitely want to check out the director's cut as well. Um, but yeah, no, that's another thing that's coming out soon. Uh, Ridley Scott is definitely known for um, a couple of having a lot of directors because I know Alien has one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one that came out in 2005? I think it was Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, I believe that's what the movie was called. I forgot. Well, I forgot. I haven't actually seen that movie ever, but I heard the director's cut was amazing compared to the theatrical cut. So theatrical. I might nice. give it. I might give it a watch. And then he has multiple cuts of the Blade Runner. Yeah. That, oh yeah. That was gonna say cuts. that was another yeah. one too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Blade there's Runner like, has like ten different cuts. Yeah. There's the director's cut, the finals cut, the. I don't know else? why I need that. Many there's cuts. like so <laughs> many cuts. The international cut. There's like multiple yeah. cuts of Blade Runner. There's a lot of cuts of that movie, but. Yeah, so that's gonna be coming out soon as well. So be sure to check out for that. I'm not. I don't remember the release date. I don't know if they it announced says, it, but it's it says so. like in, I think around Thanksgiving it should yeah. come out. I don't know if it's either before oh, no, the director's cut. Oh, the director's yeah. cut. Sorry, yeah, it's coming out the day before Thanksgiving. The theatrical, the, the, the theatrical. Yeah, because when yeah. I saw, because they just released a new trailer for it too. Yes. Did you see it yet? The new trailer. Oh, uh, I have to check it out. Check it yeah. out. Yeah, they. I think that's they released right. it earlier today. Yeah. And I saw. Yeah, it looks pretty good. And then I remember at the end of the trailer, it says. Uh, Exclusively in theaters Thanksgiving. So probably the yeah. day before Thanksgiving. Which a lot of companies are, or I mean streaming companies have been doing lately. Like uh, Netflix with The Killer. That's a, another movie that's going to go with theaters first. And then it's going to go in streaming, streaming two weeks later. Um, so I like that strategy because, you know, it gives those. There are certain movies where it should be in theaters. Yeah. You know, I think The Killer definitely is a movie that should be watched in theaters. Uh, they did that. Rebel Moon. I'm surprised that's one of the. Actually, no. I think they did confirm that might be in theaters for a Rebel little bit. Moon. Yeah, because I'm like, damn, like seeing the budget for that, seeing how it looks in trailer, that's a movie you'd think you'd see in theaters in like Dolby and IMAX. They even had, yeah, because I remember exclusive at first. They had The Irishman. It was in select theaters for a while. And then Don't Look Up, which also was in select theaters too. Yeah, it was in select theaters. But it's hard to find in theater for Don't Look Up. I won't lie. I know it was like in the Apple Cinemas in Hartford, but that's a very, very pricey. (laughs) Yeah. Very pricey one. Yeah. But I kind of want to check it out eventually. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> Next up, um, some other sad news. This is a very sad show right now. Uh, the AMPTP and SAG after fallout and this actor strike is still going on, oh, sadly. Wow. Yeah, not looking too good. I don't um, know about Deadpool 3 now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that. they were very optimistic <laughs> last episode. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it went downhill this weekend. Um, there's been a little bit of details that came out. It looks like the AI, uh, background actor thing is something the companies are still fighting for, which is ridiculous because these companies are cheap and they don't want to spend money. They don't want to fork, fork out like a hundred dollars that they already paid it for a background actor because they're cheap as hell. And these are like um, million dollar companies. Yeah. They're like, they're, uh, they offer, uh, uh, they give like a $1 per viewing thing. Um, I forgot what it was, but yeah, no, there was just a lot of details where, yeah, it just does not look good. Does it? Yeah. Nope. Wow. Not at all. Uh, I don't know if this actor strike's going to keep, uh, you know, and I mean, and anytime soon. Yeah. It's not it's, looking good. It's it really not, isn't. Yeah, that's not good at all. I mean. Definitely, yeah. there was a silver lining with the writer strike. Yeah, finally, but now it's the actors and <laughs> no, you know, it's it's tough, you know, because you, you need both of them. I mean, you yeah. obviously need the writers for the stories, and then you need the actors for the emotions, for the reactions, for the yeah. performances. So, yeah, I want to check it out. I want to check out some of the news before um, you know we move on. Just to just to see uh, if you they know, update anything, anything. If new. they updated anything. Because you never know, uh, like, uh, when we made our video about the writer's strike, like, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I remember immediately they started talking again. We're like, oh, wow, well, I guess our news is already yeah. outdated. Um, yeah, someone said AI is not messy enough to replace creative people. See, like, it's stuff like that where it's just like, man. Yeah. Uh, AI is a very complicated subject. Yeah, it's, it it's kind of disturbing in a way because it could be used yeah. it It's be used, used as a great tool. Yeah. And then it could be used to be absolutely cheap. Yeah, it's it's in a way it's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there's like any current news at the moment. Um it's just talks are resp- uh, you know suspended. Um the terms of the you know they said that uh they rejected the terms offered to WGA and uh DGA but I'd imagine, you know, 
the terms for those two aren't going to be the same for the ones for actors because it's of the use of AI. So, yeah, it's not looking good. Um, I know also read that uh, George Clooney, Tyler Perry, Emma Stone, and more are going to meet up for um with other SAG after leaders to get an update, uh, discuss the breakdown of style contract talks with uh, studios and their revenue sharing proposal, which was the one dollar thing I was talking about. Yeah, there's. It's not looking good. The wow. strike hangs on uh, $480 million gap between actors and studios on streaming pay. That's from Variety.com. That's one whole ad budget for one big studio film. Uh, shout out to the Redditor that said that. <laughs> that's the first thing I saw, and that's true. Wow. That's true. Not good, man. Not good. It's not good at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's... uh. I don't know. It's not looking good. But hey, we'll see what happens. Who knows? Um, if you're a wrestling fan, I guess enjoy more John Cena for now because <laughs> <laughs> John, yeah, he's gonna be yeah. back in WWE. Yeah, basically full time now. Yeah, like, he's been full time recently. Yeah, he's um, been there until, a lot. Yeah, he's yeah, been there a lot. Yeah, until uh, the Crown Jewel pay per view that's coming up. But uh, if by November fourth it's not done, well, it's probably gonna be more at this so point. Have yeah, who knows? He'll be the next Universal Champion. But, it's <laughs> but it sucks for everyone else. You know, yeah, all it does. the other it does. the ones who have their um, acting as their main career. Like you know, I don't think. Obviously, the millionaires, the high, you know, the top actors aren't going to be suffering from the strike or anything. Yeah. And then you got, like, the actors and actresses who have, you know, the side projects. Like, you know, John Cena was is mainly a wrestler first and then an Before actor. I mean, now he's an actor first, but, yeah. you know, he you could see he could easily go back to wrestling if anything goes back to... Because he still has know, that audience. Yeah. Regardless. He's still a huge yeah. draw. You know, it's John Cena. Same with The Rock, you know. The if Rock anything happens, yeah, he like He can even got, get back in the ring. I mean, yeah. The Rock hasn't... Wrestled the match in, well, like, has it been, like, 10 years, right? Yeah, Since 10 years. I know he did a... Oh, no, 2016, so, yeah. 20, yeah, because I was going to say, yeah, he did a brief match with Eric Rowan. It was, it was basically... <laughs> it was like, six seconds. All he did was just rock bottom. Yeah. But, like, his last, like, full, full-on match Cena was 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah when, he, when he fought John Cena you know, for the WWE title. And you got other, you know, he's got the XFL and other stuff, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's, like, a bunch of other top actors that have, and actresses that have side projects, you know. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow with Goop. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, some of them are scams. Some of them are not, you know? Um, some of them are musicians, but, you know, that's not everyone. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, like, especially those who are starting and acting, they're going to suffer. Those who make a, you know, in the indie movie scene are going to suffer. Yeah. It's just sad to see. Uh, but hopefully something comes up soon. Hopefully. That, I mean, I'm definitely... I'm definitely optimistic and hopeful about it. Yes. It could be a while, but definitely at the end of the day, there has to be some sort of agreement. Oh, yeah. So they're going to. It's just basically the waiting game. Right yeah. Now, I know? think the AI thing yeah. is definitely going to be a great upon soon where they're just not going to have AI background actors. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, you know, there's, it's, it's terrible. Um, it'd be nice if maybe soon. Congress kind of like small laws about AI and everything because mm -hmm. it's definitely something that's being abused as you can see here. Yeah. You know, so it, I think it's definitely a topic. I wouldn't be surprised if like it goes to governments sooner rather than later because it definitely is something that's kill you know, kind of killing some businesses. Like mm -hmm. the art business is suffering a little bit because you have AI art and you know, it's ruining careers for artists. It is. It really is. It's yeah. People Got to share their art, their passion, and they're not be able, they're not able to do that because they yeah. can't get the pay, the recognition that they deserve, you know. Yeah. And it's it's not good. And like you mentioned, it's definitely going to take a big hold on people who are starting up, mm -hmm. and definitely the independent scene too. Yeah. Which is which is very unfortunate for now. Yep. Well, with that said, up next we got some Disney Plus news. Okay. Uh, you ever see a gargoyles? Yes, I love yep. Gargoyles. Well, good news for us because I love Gargoyles. <laughs> uh, I used to watch it on Toon Disney all the time. Oh, Jet yes. X. Toon that Disney. was cool stuff. Yes. Yeah. That and the 90s Spider Man show were always on Jet X. Oh, 90s Spider Man show was fire. I remember I would get, I had some of the VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. So, with that, uh, Gargoyles is getting a live action series on Disney Plus. Oh, wow. Live action. Now. Live okay. action. Okay. Interesting. With um, producing Gary Dauberman of uh, it, it Chapter 2. 
Uh, Annabelle comes home, the nun, sadly. Um, and James Wan, who oh, nice, I don't James really Wan. need to, you know, explain his uh, filmography because mm-hmm. most of you already know. But if you don't, you know, Fast X, Saw, Dead Silence, Aquaman, and the list goes on. Uh, you know, so that makes me happy to hear, uh, especially with Goodness. James Wan at the helm. Um, I don't know if they're going to be directing. I don't. I doubt it, but who knows? Maybe Gary Doberman might direct. An episode or two, um, yeah. Yeah, but I don't see James Wan directing. He might just stay as a producer or writer. Uh, but this is pretty cool. Uh, I know this has been a thing that I've been working on for a while. Um, it's kind of been like in development hell. But to see that it's like officially announced and everything. It's That's good, uh, yeah. Good thing. It really is. That That's... Exciting news as someone who really liked gargoyles, gargoyles you know, as yeah. growing up because you know it used to creep the hell out of me, but it I liked it especially growing up. There was one episode. There was a strange episode. Do you remember an episode with the gun? Yeah, where he had the any act. Dude, that episode was like it was a little too over the top. I think for oh, kids because yeah. he was playing around with the gun. He actually shot the yeah. Yeah, that was like that was something else. That episode. Yeah, but yeah, I remember gargoyles. So yeah, it's uh. It was a classic. I didn't really grow up watching it too much, but I do remember mm. it on. And I think to, like, I think one time I was hanging out with some friends and I remember they were playing it in the background. This was like at the time, right when Disney Plus like started to launch too. Uh-huh. So you could find all those nostalgic shows yeah. that you would used to watch as a kid. So, but that's good though. Definitely. It's interesting too, to see it get a live action take. Definitely be a lot of cool costumes and CGI. So definitely mm. all four. I'm definitely... Interested in giving it a watch? I'll definitely be Me down too, to check yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a show I'm looking forward to. Um, after the actor strike, it's probably going to pick up steam. So, you know, this is going to, this is very, very exciting. I'm uh, just reading about it this morning was really, really great. Nice. I'm saying really, really a lot because as you guys could tell, that's how excited I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the big news that we got yesterday. So shout out to Disney for that. Thank you for finally giving us some more gargoyles. I feel like that's something I'm surprised it's taken this long to get something going for it because it was a fairly popular show back Mm -hmm. then. And to see it took so long for something to come out of it, you know, you'd think they'd be milking it to hell, but (laughs) it hasn't even really been doing actually just nothing at all for being honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, Great to see. Yep. Great to see it finally happening. Um, But with that, our last piece of news for today live action Tarzan movie also coming from Disney. Now, that one I'm not excited for because. Let me see. So, (laughs) Disney with their live action movies, they're like hit or misses for me. Yeah. Definitely the ones that are really good, I would say, is probably The Jungle Book. Yes. It's good. You have a star studded cast. Great effects, CGI. I liked Aladdin, too. Yeah, Aladdin. Oh, oh yeah, Aladdin. Aladdin yeah. wasn't bad. It wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, what else do they have? I haven't seen The Little Mermaid yet. No, have I you seen, seen The Little Mermaid I yet? haven't seen it's, that yet. It's streaming yet. I, I, I plan to see it. I, yeah. I heard mainly mixed to positive reactions yeah. about it. I heard uh, Halle Berry. Not Halle Berry. Ha- Haley, <laughs> Halle, Haley, Haley Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, I know. It's very similar <laughs> to, yeah. Oh, uh, I heard she was good as Ariel. Yeah, but, I heard good things, yeah. Um, I haven't really tried. I don't know. I just don't really get interested in seeing these live action remakes. I don't really care for, like, so I watch I them and I don't, it's just not as good as the animated one. And yeah, the animated one always, money, but, yeah, stays classic to your heart. What else? Yeah. What they, the Lion King was okay. Yeah, that's all right. It was like, the CGI was good. Dumbo was terrible. Dumbo, I haven't seen. I didn't yeah. see Dumbo. I, Dumbo it shouldn't have been as bad as it was. You had Tim Burton as there, but he's not as good as he once was either. Oh, Tim so. Burton back in the day, he yeah. was. He made some classics back oh, in the day. Yeah. Of yeah. course, yeah. And then you know he's got Beetlejuice two coming out next year. So yeah, I heard about um, that. Yeah, I heard about that. But yeah, Cinderella was okay. That was a Beauty that was the, the first was okay. live action, right? Cinderella. That's when they started. Um, I think it's right. I mean, I. Guess it's the first like direct anime, but like there was also mm. Milficent, uh, oh, okay, which was the first. I I would say I think that one technically is the mm-hmm. first, although you know, it's not a like Sleeping Beauty adaption. Sleeping it's Beauty. it's complicated. I yeah. I don't know what I don't know like what we would count it. I guess it could have been Cinder. You know, I guess we could count it as Cinderella as the first like 
you know, actual like direct anime movie because it's not as like I said, Melfish inside a yeah, um, no, yeah, that's true Sydney too. Beauty movie, so, so yeah, I, I don't feel know. like it's, at least with Cinderella, that's helped kind of like them start the trend because then after yeah. you got Beauty and the Beast. Then the Jungle Book, and then they continued to work yeah, their way up. Because they all start with Mephist. Am I even saying that right? Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> I know it's the one with uh, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they made a sequel too. I forgot yes. about that. Malignant, um, right? Is that no, no, no? That's, no, that's a James, James Bond James movie. Bond, yeah, we were talking about James. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 it's Mephist. Yeah. Nice. I think that's how you pronounce it. If not, I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. I don't know. The first one is classic. 1999, you had a great class, uh, great cast. And then with the soundtrack, too. I mean, Phil yeah. Collins. So <laughs> <laughs> he's an uh, he's a music icon. Yeah. With the new one, yeah. So it's just announced because I'm just hearing about it now for the first time. Yeah. It's just announced. So do they have a cast yet or are they just announced? Oh, the no. It was just like a, it was announced like, you know, um, as something that is going to happen. They're also... Planning on doing a Frozen one, apparently. A Frozen one, really? Yeah. I don't See, know that's what it. I hate, dude. Frozen, it's, even though it came that out, and Moana are yeah. way too soon. To I know exactly. Live even though Frozen, I mean, which is kind of scary, but it's going to be ten years. It still yeah. feels very modern. And then Moana too. I mean, that came out seven years, but that's still very modern. I think that's yeah. like way. Yeah. So, and Frozen. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they'll do that. We'll have yeah. to. We'll have to wait and see. But like I said, they're hit and misses. Some of them are good. Some of them are okay. Some of them, yeah, you know. I mean, I definitely get why they're doing it. They want to kind of do it for like a new generation of kids or the kids kind of growing up watching the animated cartoon versions and they want to show it, release it to kids yeah. in a live action version. So, I mean, in a way, I get why they're doing it. I see it. That's yeah. totally understandable. And this is just a rumor for uh, for now, by the way. For now? Oh, okay, yeah. so, it's so it's not officially rumor. It's not official, but... Confirmed. The, the, Moana, the Moana one was uh, confirmed. confirmed. Yeah, that one was confirmed a while back. But uh, the other rumored remakes are Frozen, The Princess and the Frog, and Tangled. Tangled, okay. I, yeah, no, I don't know, man. It's, I don't like, you know, how, where animation is trending also because, like, you know, it just feels like they're relying way too much on live action remakes. Just make an original movie. Come on. Yeah, I, they're the, and they're so original. good at it, too. I yeah. mean, Encanto, very good. Yeah. Inside, well, Inside Out, Pixar. But live I mean, action, mm-hmm. like if I feel like on the animated side, they're doing great. Yeah. The live action side for any, you know, if it's not Marvel Studios, which even then it's been hit or miss, but yeah, it has. You know, unfortunately, but for like just regular Disney live action, they have been shitting the bed. <laughs> uh, that's the only swear I'm saying on this episode. Um, but yeah. If, Try to keep PG, but I failed badly because <laughs> I had to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, and that was the that was the only one you know, like that's the only side with Disney that's like kind of failing right now, and that extends to also like their other uh, subsidiaries like Twentieth uh, Century Studios because mm-hmm. the creator didn't do so well. That's technically a Disney film. Yeah, Twentieth Century. <laughs> it Fox, didn't do yeah. so well, um, and they've been losing a lot of money from those releases as of late it's just not doing too hot so i could see why they're trying to do these live action remakes yeah because they do make money yeah oh yeah they definitely i mean the little mermaid when it came out over memorial day weekend i mean it it was the number one movie i mean it crushed the box office yep yeah it was it was definitely the top in the box office for at least like two weeks yeah until spider-man did it profit i don't know if it profited though because i know it kind of got you know, like kind of went down a week's following. Yeah, because the Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah cr- Spider-Man kind of killed Spider-verse. it. Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, it did fall short of expectations from what I'm seeing the weekend uh, box office because they only lost uh, 30, I mean 30, 68.3 million. Oh, wow. So it was a disappointment. They felt it was a disappointment. It's a lot of money, but they still felt it was a disappointment. Uh, Elemental didn't do too hot initially. Yeah, Elemental didn't do. Too well. You know, then, I just don't want to see it though. I'm still interested yeah. in seeing it. And then you know, you had like other movies, live action. Like you had your Haunted Mansions, which didn't do the best. Yeah. Indiana Jones did terrible in the box office. I know, and I was um, so surprised by that. I yeah. thought it would. I mean, come on, Indiana Jones is yeah. iconic. And uh, I did read. It's a rumor, but um, from what's been said from some 
sources for Marvel Studios stuff. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania did lose them a lot of money too. Yeah, so. it didn't do big as big as I thought it would in the box yeah. office, and it definitely is one of their weakest films. Oh, especially yeah. not only in Arguably the Ant Man trilogy, their weakest but to me. yeah, it's yeah. Marvel. I, I like I, I like Marvel. I really do. I'm a fan, but I think the problem is again just they're kind of over milking it. You know, yeah. I mean. With all the Spider-Man, I mean, what happened just to one Spider-Man, Peter Parker, you know? Yeah. I mean, but I do like the idea of Miles Morales because it's diverse. And I do, that's Sony, too. Yeah, and that's Sony, um, and then they're taking a different way. It's kind of yeah. like a live-action comic book in a way, and they're very mm. creative with the animation. But then with all these universes, all this stuff, and it takes away from the superhero, the regular superhero itself. Yeah, I wouldn't know? think it's that. too, To be honest, I feel like there's also just way too many superheroes. Yeah, there's the too much going on, and, too. You know... What I hate about I feel I feel like I've uh, complained about Marvel a lot on the show, but one thing I'm not liking at the moment is just nothing feels connected for a universe that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nothing yeah. really, ever like you know I don't want you know I want standalone stuff. Don't get me wrong, but these last two phases have been way too standalone. Nothing feels connected. Like there's not one connecting thing. Yeah, that, you know we don't even know who the Avengers are if they even exist at the moment. Everything just feels so weird with that universe right now. Like, oh no, we do know the Avengers exist, but we don't even know who's because of a uh, secret invasion. When yeah, we don't Nick know. Fury says, "Oh, we're gonna call the Avengers," or uh, Don Cheadle says, "No, um, fake Don Cheadle, fake Rhodey." <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we know there's a Avengers team that exists, but we don't know who's on that team. We don't know anything, and that's what's kind of just frustrating about the MCU right now. Nothing's yeah. connecting. Is is Doctor Strange in the Avengers? Is is uh, Miss Marvel in the? Well, we'll see about Miss Marvel because they're that they're still getting started with her story, and we'll see more in the yeah. Marvels. Um, and then her film is coming up too. Yeah, the Marvels. Like, who's yeah. the current team? Like, yeah, there's just too many things going on. I feel like Disney's just been, you know, just I feel like they've been out of touch with their products as of late. Just I know they bought two to, of the biggest. Franchises, Marvel and Star Wars. And they killed it initially. Yeah. And then now it's like... It's, now it's just yeah. too much. Just well, if Marvel is destined to happen because they've had about 12 years of quality stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for them to get, like, a couple of bad stuff... Now it's, like, kind of overkill, but, yeah. you know, for... For it being 12 years of quality stuff, like, it was bound to happen where one... Two were going to be not. Yeah, so they good now all of them were going to be hits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that happens. I mean, same thing with Star Wars too. How do you follow up with Endgame and Infinity War? How do you follow up? With I know Endgame. Civil War? It's the Endgame. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I guess we got Secret Wars now, but like yeah. you know, like what happened after that? What What do you follow that up with? I think what the success that they're having is just with the television shows because yeah. they're shorter, and then not you could, even though, and then you could. Well, I mean, well, like episode wise, like time wise, they're about like. Most of them probably like an hour or less, like hour to thirty minutes. I think I I don't feel like it has been helping that much though because I feel shows? like yeah I feel like you know there's like been really low rated ones but even from that from a quality standpoint I feel mm. like the short uh, times have also been very bad for the shows because uh, you know especially with Secret Invasion like there's so many things they couldn't expand upon because the short, you know the, the, the time short, run yeah the time run and it's been you know it. It worked well with WandaVision, WandaVision and Loki. Yeah. It helped. I think it worked Those well with Those two, I think, are the most successful ones. Yeah. But there's Sh others that needed more time, like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I Falcon wish we got Winter more Soldier. Because their villains were kind of weird, and mm. it just made no sense. And, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's just that, you know, Disney needs to kind of figure something out when it comes to TV shows and films. Uh, yeah. Disney, with their Marvel properties and their... Lucasfilm properties, mm -hmm. it's in a weird spot right now. Although, you know, there's some hits like Ahsoka um, and or uh, Loki is really good right now that I haven't, they still haven't seen yet. But after this episode comes out, we'll be watching it finally. Um, WandaVision and so on. But there's also been a lot of things where it's just, it hasn't been too hot. And personally, um, I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. I wish they put more effort into fixing 20th century studios because besides avatar 2 i feel mm -hmm. like i feel like the brand there is just kind of just there i don't think it, it feels so dead i know right now it's just like kind of just a label at this point but like yeah. still you know that's a, 
that's a company with a lot of history, you know, it's a lot of amazing movies, mm-hmm. almost a hundred years of history, 20th century studios has. And when I, when they bought it, I was pretty sad um, because, you know, I didn't know what the future hold. Uh, thankfully searchlight pictures hasn't really suffered at all. Yeah. They've been actually you know, pretty good still. It, nothing feels any different with them. And I'm glad Disney's, you know, letting them stay the same. But with 20th Century Studios, I would like to see a lot more out of them because it, it's not like 20th Century Studios had no properties outside of the X-Men and Fantastic Four uh, Marvel deals that they had. You have Alien, which they do have another Alien movie coming out. You have Predator, but that was dumped on Hulu, which is sad because Prey was a great movie. Oh, that Prey, yeah. Theaters. I remember that last um, summer. There's just a lot of properties there where... They could do so much more with it. Yeah. Oh, and they're not, you know, if you want to milk a franchise, just milk one of those franchises that they have because there's, like I said, there's a lot of great stuff, franchises that they have um, underutilized right now. Yeah. It's and true. create more original stuff. It's just, it's really sad because I, like I said, they, you know, you had the creator, but, and you had, um, Avatar too, but I don't remember anything else really from that that late. That's you know, true. Yeah, like most of their stuff has been on Hulu. I'm just uh, checking right now uh, their recent history. Like if we check 2023, we'll start with that. You know, you had Barbarian last year too. Um, but yeah, you know, like Boston Strangler, Hulu, oh, uh, yeah, that's Crater, yeah, Disney Plus, yeah, yeah Crater, uh, Crater, Disney Plus. White Man Can't Jump, Hulu. Oh, yeah, that is Which, true. that's fun that I was on Hulu. That's a garbage movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Boogeyman, which was in theaters. Um, Haunting in Venus, I forgot. Yeah, that was something that was on Hulu. Box. And uh, Box Office was fun for that, too. Um, no One Will Save You, Hulu. Vacation Friends 2, Hulu. The Creator was in theaters. Quiz Lady, Hulu. Uh, Diary from Wimpy Kid Christmas, Cabin Fever, um, Hulu. Yeah, and that's really it. Now, I forgot they also do a Planet of the Apes movie, so I'm glad that there's some franchises there that they're finally, you know, using. Using, yeah. Yeah, because Planet of the Apes is iconic. I love Planet of the Apes. All the recent movies have been great. Yes, the trilogy with Caesar. Yes, great trilogy. Yeah, Yeah. we got your, yeah, we got uh, Planet of the Apes and Alien coming out next year, so at least there's something going on there, but, you know, it was really sad to see for a while that there was just a whole lot of nothing yeah, yeah, actually, I never really thought about that. Yeah. You're right. I see a lot of 20th Century Fox movies going to Hulu. Yeah. A very few are being in theaters now, and I haven't really thought about that. Because I know mm-hmm. when you go on Hulu, they have a section where, like, I see 20th Century Fox. So yeah. You can go and find movies on there. And, yeah, uh, Haunting in Venice, that should probably be on Hulu, like, soon, mm, too. Yeah, Haunting, yeah, that should, maybe Disney Plus also, we'll Disney, see. Yeah, that's true, yeah, too, yeah. Because uh, for PG-13 movies, they, uh, most, they uh, go on Disney them. Plus, or both. Um, yeah, you got your, don't make another Independence Day movie, that's fine. <laughs> that last one was Oh, Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Day, yeah, it was horrendous. Um, you got Ice Age, like, there's... No, there's franchises here, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last Ice Age movie was bad too. <laughs> like, see. see, that's the thing. They do you actually use some of them, but they're pretty bad. They're like just the Night of the Museum. Just... Uh, they did a animated Night of the Museum movie last year that wasn't uh, really promoted, but it was. I heard it was good from you know everything I've heard about it and seen about it. But they also moved it to the Walt Disney Pictures label. And it's just like use the label that it initially was the 20th century. Build up that label more. That's money. That's money. I don't know. Uh, Kingsman 3, they should finally start up on that soon. I don't know. We'll see, you know. Nice. Yeah, but that's that for uh, the Disney stuff. Um, I'm sorry that was a long tangent about (laughs) me getting upset about 20th Century Studios. But, you know, it's just, it's, there's a lot of things with certain studios where I just wish they would improve upon their uh, usage of certain labels. If you're not really going to do anything with them, just shut it down. Yeah, that makes sense. And when it's marketing and... Yeah, because it takes a dip on its marketing, too. Yeah. I mean, with the creator, it just... I mean, yeah, you would see trailers for it, but I wouldn't really see too many TV spots for it. Yeah. Very little. And even with ads, too, if you go to, like, YouTube or something, they would sometimes have trailer... Because I'm seeing a lot of ads come up for Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. And that's Apple. 
and mm -hmm. Apple and is Paramount. Yeah, and Paramount. So Apple is really starting to grow and Paramount too. But yeah, now that you brought that up, I didn't even notice that. But yeah, 20th Century Fox is a lot of their stuff is basically going to straight to Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of unfortunate, you know. I mean, a lot of the some of the movies I feel like are worth being in theaters. I mean, certain movies too like like you mentioned like The White Man Can't Jump us uh reboot. Uh, <laughs> we'll that good, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, and they've they're very a big iconic studio. I mean, like yeah. you said they definitely brought together a lot of classic movies, franchises like Alien, Predator, uh, The Simpsons too. That's that's 20th yeah, century. Yeah, that's right? 20th yeah. century Fox. Yeah, yeah, 20th century Studios so, now. Yeah, a lot of Family lot of Guy, Family Guy as well. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't made a second Simpsons movie. But I uh, yeah, like I'm surprised too. Eventually. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't even made a Family Guy movie. They made yeah. like a TV movie for it. With Bob's like, Burgers yeah. is also under uh, 20th Century. 20th century yeah, and they did a movie last year. Yeah, they, they did, did a movie last recently. year. Yeah, so I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, with that said, that's the end of this week's news. Up next, we got what's coming out this week. And there's not much coming out this week, but there are two interesting things. Um, yeah, these last two weekends have been kind of dead for movies, but. Except uh, the Eros tour, the, which like yeah, the Eros tour. The that's another office. thing. Yeah, no. Uh, let me actually get into that before yeah. we uh do that. Yeah, no. Um, everything from what I saw from the Eros tour, wow, it absolutely amazing. Crushed on the box it office. It was amazing. Dominated the box office. Yeah, like, people were trying to book tickets in advance, get seating, like all yep. this stuff. Like it was like Taylor Swift is literally been dominating the world for the past year. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since her album last year, she's. Mm. Definitely. But the Eras tour, the movie's almost three hours. Yeah. I looked at the, because it, it's like basically a concert, like yeah. a concert. So, but yeah, the runtime is 248, yeah. two hours and 48 minutes. four F bombs also in the, in the movie. Oh, really? I'm surprised. Yeah. So, wow. uh, that's a rare occasion. Um, Cause you're going to get a lot yeah. of young little girls there who love to, I'm surprised. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so for a PG 13 movie, that's the most in a while. Wow. From what I saw, which is crazy. Four yeah. F bombs. And it's because they're not used in a sexual way. So, that's why, okay. um, you know, it was able to get through. MPA rules are weird. Uh, they don't, you know, really make sense. I don't even think they know, like, their own rules. I think they're just like, oh, superhero movie? Yeah, yeah. whatever. Just do whatever. PG-13. It's, it's for PG, kids. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know. But, yeah, the Aerostar, it was the biggest concert movie, like, ever. Yeah. Like, one of the biggest concert movies, like, ever. Yeah. Sells. And there's more showings this weekend after it was only originally supposed to be a one weekend of showings, but there's more showings this yeah, weekend. Hey. So there's some people even yeah. going back to see it. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't blame back. them. You know, it's a uh, it's uh, it's an event and they marketed it well. And, um, you know, studios learn from this. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> because they definitely marketed it well. And I mean, hey, listen. I saw this one head of the studio like. Yeah. Um, it was an article where he's like, we got to start marketing movies like events. And I'm like, wow, this dude just figured out marketing. And he had an MBA and everything. <laughs> and he just figured out how marketing works. Crazy. Yeah. Like, it's actually amazing how some of these guys just do not understand how, like, marketing works, mm -hmm. you know, and how they're in high positions uh, in these companies. Like, they're failing upwards. It's crazy to me wow. that they couldn't, like, yeah, movies should be marketed like events. That's the whole point of marketing. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. It's that. like the must-see movie of the year. Yeah. You have to hype it up. Yeah, and the guy up. was like, uh, the guy was like saying it like it was like the smartest thing to ever come out of someone's mouth. And she was like, yeah, bro, that's just marketing. That's marketing. Like, gotta hype it up. <laughs> gotta get the crowd going. Event. Like, yeah. It's common sense it's i don't know it was just so stupid but anyways <laughs> yeah eras towards successful but you know it's been it's been pretty dead for like you know in terms of like big movies coming out like number you know yeah it because has it's, been it's, it's only been like one or two like the last couple weeks and uh this weekend is no different but next week is gonna be a lot different but we'll go over those next week um but yeah this week first we got uh episode three of loki like i said i haven't seen it yet um, from Disney Plus and Marvel Studios, of course. Um, still getting pretty good reviews from what I see, so definitely check it out. Uh, I'm doing episode one, two, and three this week. Um, and we should have a review on that 
after the series is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so be sure to check out for that. And then the big movie this week, and really the only like popular movie coming out this week, Killers of the Flower Moon from Paramount and Apple uh, Studios. Very excited for that movie. Yes. After, uh, it's done a million times how much um, I'm excited for this movie. You know, you got uh, Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brendan Fraser. Um, Great cast. Martin Scorsese, yeah. one of the greatest filmmakers. Jesse Plemons. Uh, yeah. Lily yeah. Gladstone. Like, you have a big cast. Stack cast. Iconic uh, director. director. Definitely. Yeah, iconic. It's... It's the runtime, though. That's the only <laughs> yeah, thing. Three hours and 29 minutes. If Jesus. you guys that want to see the movie don't know, it's a three-hour, 29-minute movie. So uh, be sure to use those bathrooms before oh, the movie yes. starts because, yeah. You don't want to miss. <laughs> but what I've heard from so far, some of the early buzz for it, a lot great of people reviews. are saying, yeah, great reviews. A lot of people are saying, too, that it, the story is constant. Yeah. So there's never like really like a dull moment. Or anything like that. The, it keeps you going, and it's yeah. The pacing is the most important thing mm-hmm. for a movie like this. Uh, if you're gonna make people watch three hours and twenty nine minutes of your movie, you better have pacing that goes fast and makes it worth watching. Because yeah. you know, uh, if your movie makes it so that like it doesn't feel like three hours and twenty nine minutes, that mm-hmm. will be great. That would you yes, know? because you don't want anything to drag in a big movie like this. You know, like yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. you even see with movies that are two hours, like. There'll be things that drag and it makes the movie feel longer than it actually is. Or even sh- movies that are like an hour and a half, even like yeah. that too. Like, so I trust Scorsese. But, but yeah, Scorsese, for the most part, I love all of his. I haven't seen all of his films, but I've seen a good hand of it, most of his films. Yeah. And all of them I've fairly enjoyed. All of his movies, if you look at my rudder, if you look at my letterbox, all of his movies, my ratings are either four or five. Like mm. a lot of them are in f- five stars. Yeah. But he's definitely a master of his craft. He knows cinema, and he does it for the artistic point of view. He perfectly knows how to capture a scene, capture a character. He's a really great storyteller, and he could just—he could do it all. I mean, he could do drama. He could do a little bit of comedy. Because in The Wolf of Wall Street, in a way, it's kind of like a dark comedy. And, I mean, he's great at mafia films as well, like Goodfellas, Casino, Mean Streets. And he's great at biographies like Raging Bull— Suspense, dramas like Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. historical films like The Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. I mean, he could, he he's really, done it all. yeah, he's done it all. And he's just a really great filmmaker. He's one of my favorites. And I'm definitely excited to see in this movie. And like you mentioned, it just has an incredible cast. Yeah. I mean, Scorsese favorites like DiCaprio, he's worked with him numerous times. De Niro's worked with him numerous times as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely, I'm all in. It's just the runtime, but I'm definitely willing to commit. Because you have all these goods in there, so I'm definitely Same willing there, to yeah. commit. Definitely going to go watch so it. In, uh, bring it on. <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch it in WRMX, but we'll see. Definitely. That's excited. one of the most anticipated yeah. movies for us. It might I mean. be a top five movies here, but who knows? Yeah. I, I, you know, I'll see it when I see it, and it's definitely going to be probably this weekend. Um, so, yeah, that's the big one coming out this weekend. Nice. Uh, next weekend, going to be stacked for movies, so uh, we'll get into that next weekend, like I said. Um, but from next weekend on, it looks like it's going to be multiple weekends where it's just stacked on stacked on stacked movies. We're reaching that point because September and October are kind of dead points uh, yeah. for movies, just like January has been. Um, but, you know, as we're getting close to the holidays, this is where the movies pick up. Yeah, a lot of stuff lot coming more. out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we lo- we might have lost Dune Part 2, sadly, and that hurts me so much because I really want to see Dune Part 2 right now. But... We still have a stacked, you know, couple of Not movies coming out. Now. You got your, you know, the Marvels, Aquaman, uh, Hunger Games, Next School Wins, Napoleons. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Got some goods. Got some goodies coming out. Oh, yeah. Very excited. <laughs> very, very excited. My AMC A-list won't be, will be used a lot because these last two months hasn't been used that much. So, um, yeah, starting this weekend with Killers of a Flower Moon, uh, who knows how many times I'll be in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, with that said, guys, thank you for watching another one of our podcasts or listening if you're listening on a, a, a podcast platform. Um, thank you again for supporting us. Uh, again, thank you for the 14000 for that football meme. Uh, who knows if I post another one of those. Um <laughs> And hey, uh, if you know these videos are a bit too long for you guys, good news. 
uh, within the next week, we'll be releasing a bunch of short, shorter videos. Um, one maybe coming out even before this video, okay. actually, wow. uh, because I will be reviewing the Exorcist Believers. So oh, if yes. it's out, uh, be sure to check that out. It should be about um, six to ten minutes. Uh, we'll see when the f uh, product is finished. Um, and then uh, I'm going to do a retrospective uh, for Rear Wrap Wrestling. That's the episode this week where I'm going to talk about uh, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Uh, both WrestleMania matches because those are some of my favorites. Uh, I'm planning to do a Killer of the Flower uh, Moon review, a bit of a shorter one. Um, and then I think me and Javi, if we watch a movie next by next Wednesday, mm -hmm. um, I'll do mine non-spoiler short one. And then next podcast episode, we could do a spoiler. Spoiler one? Okay. Yeah. And uh, I got a lot of topics that I want to make videos about um, that will be about six to ten minutes so we'll see we'll see where it goes um definitely looking forward to start making those videos and release them to you um and uh maybe on monday i'll have another football meme that blows up who knows <laughs> like i said nice. um but yeah no nah, it's been a cool week for our channel y'all have made me happy yes uh, some more subscribers we really have come appreciate in. it we really yeah. appreciate the support very passionate about talking about Film, television, entertainment news. And yeah. We thank you guys for listening, tuning in. Yep. And uh, uh, if yeah. you're All checking best. us out for the first time, be sure to like and subscribe, comment, uh, share our video would be cool. You know, you don't have to, but if you want to, um, it'd be awesome. But yeah, this has been the Real Rap Podcast, episode five. Uh, this is JP. This is Javi. And we'll see you guys next week.